All right, folks, welcome back to the podcast, One Man, One Tree and a Hill. I'm your host, Jared Waters, two-time wrestling champ, stand-up comedian. And right now we're on part two of the Brandy Bo Zarek story. Part one, Brandy talked about her upbringing, how she was raised by two soldier parents. And right now inside her store, she's just leaving Yakota. That was the high school she went to in Japan. And now she's entering into Florida as she finishes her senior year. All right, folks, have fun. Stay tuned. All right, so we're uh, we're at, we're at uh, we're at Yakota. Where are we at your senior year? What's your what's yeah, your senior yeah, like? So you talk about you're talking about you and your girls are talking about losing virginity. You're getting advice from teenagers, which is not the right thing to do. So is this the end of Yakota? When do you leave? Or do yeah, you I leave later? Yakota my senior year. I don't graduate. What's that like? Do you pick a college, or where do you want to go, or what's no. that conversation? So I I gotta go. I gotta finish high school. We moved to. Um, Ooh, thanks, husband. <laughs> we moved to um, Fort Walton Beach, Florida. Actually, could you bring me a beer? Yes. That'd be dope. So you left your senior year? Yes. Oh, that's not fun. Yeah. Um, I, it was, yeah, it was complicated. It was a lot. Um, but I left. We went to uh, Fort Walton Beach, Florida. So actually, before I left Japan, I had met a boy. Mm-hmm. Um, from Yakuska. Oh, shout out to those devils. Yeah, shout out to the naval base. Red devils. Uh, yeah, you were looking at the time. I was like, oh, <laughs> God, oh, God. the red devils. Yes. Red devils. But um, thank you, babe. Um, when I I met a boy from Yakuska, and actually I had got into it with my mother, and she put her hands on me, and mm-hmm. um, I ran away. You ran away, uh, like you left the base, ran away? Yeah. Oh, wow. Gone, right? I went to Yakuska, and I was with my little boyfriend, and um, he was sneaking me in the house. Ah! <laughs> and uh, it was a whole lot of mess, and um, I ended up pregnant. Oh. Yeah. So. Um, so what's, that, what's that conversation like with your mom when you tell her? Is that I why you? Have, I did not tell her. So we go. It's a. It's terrible. So I was seventeen, and or about to turn eighteen, and uh, we moved to Florida, mm-hmm. and I had just found out that I was pregnant maybe a week before we left. Wow. Florida, and this was like I didn't know what to do. I knew if I told her, she would tell me to get an abortion. I knew that. I knew that. I knew that. I knew that, right? And I knew I didn't want one at the time. I did not want to have an abortion, right? So um, I didn't tell her. We moved to Florida. We were staying in TLF, which is Temporary Living Facilities. Yes. For those that don't know. And it's basically like an in-suite where it's got, you know, it's maybe a bedroom, but it's got a little kitchenette. It's got a little living room, but it's like a little family. One bedroom apartment. Right. A little one bedroom or sometimes two apartment that you can live in until your home is ready on base. So we, um, we were living there and I get out of the shower. This is exactly what happened. She goes, oh, your titties is getting big. Ah. And I was like, oh, yeah, uh, I guess I've been eating a lot. And she was like, oh, yeah, okay. And then she was like, I'm about to go to the store. You need me to get you some pads or anything? And for my dumb ass said, no, ma'am. And so she goes, well, when's the last time you had your period? And I was like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't remember. It was like a little bit ago. And she was looking at me 
because we had been in Florida for like two or three months and she was looking at me mm. and she was like, have you had your period? And I was like, and I knew that I knew that I knew it was up. Right. So I was like, no. And she was like, when's the last time you had your period? And I was like, I don't know. A couple months ago. And she goes, are you pregnant? And I was like, maybe. Even though I knew I was. Right, 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 right. I was just, I was so scared. I was like, maybe. So she went and got a pregnancy test and I was pregnant. And like I knew she would, she made me get an abortion. She took me to the clinic. They were like, yeah, she's still within the time frame to get an abortion. And my mom was like, sign the papers because I'm not raising no motherfucking baby. That's exactly what she told me. I'm not raising no more babies. How did you feel at the time? Did you feel like because this guy, this guy was the love of your life at the time or you just really wanted a baby? No, nah, he was the love of my life mm. at the time. I would have... Did he know you were pregnant or no? Yes. What was he saying? Keep it, keep it, keep it. We'll figure it out. We'll be together. He was still in Japan also. He was Mexican? No, he was um, black. Oh. Mm-hmm. He's saying keep um, it. But uh, yeah, he was like, keep it. And, um, you Let's know, we were out. in love. We were in love. Like, and honestly, he was my first love. Mm. He really, really was. And he changed how I thought a man should treat me. He was because he treated you better or what? Yes. Yes. We we talked about so much stuff. We had so much stuff in common. Um Well, where'd you meet him at? He's all the way in Kinnick. Did y'all just meet and just He it was one of the times we had a dance. It was one of them times where they came for a dance or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they used to just Not a, yeah, yeah, yeah. They would link up. Right. He came for a dance and I was like, oh. Let's go to the shop at real fast. Let's go, right. Like let's let's sit at this bus stop and kick it. <laughs> <laughs> but like that was my that was that he was my first love, my first um the first like honestly if I had it to do over again, I should have saved myself for him. He was my like he was just a really amazing um especially because we were the same. We he was like sixteen or seventeen mm-hmm. and he was just amazing for how other boys were to me at least. Um, and uh, so yeah, I moved to moved to Florida. I ended up having the abortion and I thought he was gonna be like, okay, oh, I don't like that and I'm done. But he was like, well, I know why. And you know, that's okay, we'll have kids later. And he was, was like, it's cool, you know, um, are you okay? He was, the, that was his energy, like, and I love that. I was like, oh, oh we gonna get so married. Yeah. Ah! Yes, so. We did not get married, though. <laughs> um, How did actually, you guys end? How did you guys break up? How did it end? He started dating Montana, who was my best friend. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's on some One Tree Hill stuff right here. It was horrible. And it was like, to this day, I've never felt a pain like that. In my, I, I think I could physically like feel my heart <laughs> breaking in my chest. Like I was like, oh, what? Ah! Like, just... I don't, I don't. <laughs> This is my theory. I don't think you ever stop loving people. I think that love changes. You know what I mean? Yes. You, just, you care. You still care for that person. Right. 100%. Love, love never goes away. It's if you just, really love that person, it, cannot, it changes or evolves. And 100% that is a fact because he actually um, messaged me, I don't know, six months ago, maybe a year ago now, 
And we, he was like, hey, can I call you? I just wanted to check in and see how you're doing. I was like, sure. And we talked on the phone for like two and a half hours and we had a great conversation. And I care for him so deeply, especially because of the way that um, the, the person he was in my life at a time. When it's I weird. Him. Yeah. It's weird because the generation before us never had these type of conversations because they didn't, you didn't have no technology to reach out to anybody. So mm -hmm. now... You could reach out to someone right. that you used so it's to like, love. It's like once you break up with him, if you move, it's, it's over. It's over. <laughs> like, how did you go? Right. I just moved, went to a different Piggly Wigglies, and that's how right. you Right. I just, I just stopped shopping at that Walmart. Right. It was over. <laughs> it was done. I moved across town, and that was the end of that. So, yeah, it was like, but he he reached out, and we had a great um, conversation. He actually asked me. It was at the time. No, this actually might have been a little while ago, because at the time, my husband and I were separated. We were going through some issues. And he was like, would there ever be a chance that we could try again? And I said, absolutely not. And I'll tell you why. If you would have left me for anybody but my best friend, maybe. <laughs> like, literally, you can't. Yeah. I can't do that. And I was like, and I, I, I hope you are well. I hope everything in your life is amazing and good. I hope you are nothing but blessed and prosperous. But you can't, you can't be at my house. <laughs> I don't know what it is with dudes, but sometimes I think every dude goes to that they go to a phase in their life where they, they felt are. the best or, you know, where they felt the best or you try to associate this person is going to make me feel good because at that state of mind, mm -hmm. he was at until you realize like, it's over dog. Yes. Yeah, over. It's over. And I was like, I will always be your friend unless, you know, you do something crazy now, but I'll, I'll be your friend. I'll be, I will, uh, I will support you. And a hard pill to swallow though. That's why, that's yeah. why some people just like being ghosted. Dude, some people yeah. love the fact of having what if the what if yeah. is better than the what's not going to be. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. But yeah, he's, I'm sure he's, I hope he's fine. I don't know. I'm into, but um, yeah, that was, yeah. So that, that was. And then, so the abortion is probably tough. You know what I mean? Because your body yeah. literally breaks down and stuff like that. How long did it take mm -hmm. for you to recover? Um, I don't know. It was that, I, like, honestly, that part was kind of a blur. I remember, um, being like sad, mm -hmm. but I think I was sad because of, um, more so because I didn't really have the, the choice to, like, I don't want to say, say it like that because it's not like my mother, like, or you, you wanted to, you wanted to make your own decision about it. Right, right. I really, and, but, Honestly, though, at like looking back on it, 2020, I was 17. I was not at all ready or capable of any taking care of any person, let alone myself. And it just wasn't in the cards for me. And I think it, it worked out is what I'm saying. It worked out the best that it could have because I don't think. And honestly, being having a child and being tied to him would have been a stressful situation. Yeah, so a long time, and you, you imagine right. your best friend raising your child. Right. Ooh. Imagine Ooh. that. Mm. We're mm. in this thing together. Right. Ooh, ooh, you trying to make me mad? Look. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, that was um. You know that that stuff affects you because mm -hmm. to this day, Garrett would be all like, you know, he tried to take my girl, right? I said that was like twenty years ago, dog. Right. That stuff really be like, I'd be like, nah, man, you know, you know how he was. I was like, yeah, that man. actually happened. That actually happened. Montana messaged me in like 2012 or something, 2011, and was like, are you still mad? And I was still ah. mad. <laughs> it was like five years that went by. I was like, yes, still mad. 
Yeah, but um, yeah, that was okay. Um, honestly, that uh, made me, I think that made me look at my friendships differently though. Like you can't, it made me realize you cannot trust anybody 100% really. You really, really can't. Like, and I, like, I, like when people say you trust, you trust, whatever, whatever. Most people, you cannot trust them 100%. And that's just a fact. And it, I, I learned that. Um, Do you think yeah. it hurt because she, you hurt because she was so close to you? Yes. You think it's that? Yeah. Do you think she genuinely is sorry now? Do you believe that? I hope so. I would have hope y'all, so. So, have, so are y'all friends are cordial now? Have, y- have y'all? Well, she doesn't have any social media, so no. No. Uh, we don't. Uh... But you would sit down now and let bygones be bygones. Oh, 100%. Like that wouldn't, I mean, it's one of those things where, because uh, it was actually funny. Um, I was married to my first husband and this was in like 2006 or seven. Mm-hmm. She messaged me and was like, hey, I heard you're in Virginia. I, I'm going to be out there and I would love to come and visit. And I was like, oh, that'd be great. I think we should do that and sit down and talk and da da da. And she's like, cool, can I stay with you? And I was like, oh, hell no, you can't stay in my house with my husband, woman. He's going after another man. What? I was like, are you crazy? And I think I hurt her feelings because I went, I was like, are you insane? Are you insane? You want to stay in the, where I live at with my man? No. She's you can't be trusted. She's going two for two. Right. I was like, uh-uh. Fool me once, ma'am. No. No, no. Mm-mm. I was like, you can cut this. You can stay at the, the Hotel Six down the way or the Ramada Inn or whatever else you Ramada, need. Yeah. Have several lunches and dinners. <laughs> but you cannot stay at my house. No. I think I heard her feelings. I didn't really hear from her uh, anymore <laughs> after that for, for a few more years. Is you but, crazy? Um, yeah, I was like, uh, girl. <laughs> my, no. Uh-uh. 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 So now we're at we're at our senior year. So what happens after your senior year? What do you do? Do you what do you say you want to do when you're eighteen? What do you decide? Senior year was dope. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do actually, and this was a really um crazy time for me. I had started to like calm down. I wasn't like as um rebellious mm-hmm. as I was. You know, I was just like, I was just kind of like staying at home and just doing my schoolwork and minding my business. And um, I remember uh, my counselor called me and was like, hey, um, this is your GPA and like, what schools are you looking at and what do you want to do? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I haven't really, I didn't really think about it too much. And they were like, well, go home and talk to your mom. And then, you know, we'll talk about it. I went home and talked to my mom and I was like, so I want to go to college. And she was like, go, go. And I was like, okay. And I was like, I think I want to go to um, either FAMU or Clark Atlanta. And she goes, oh, those are good schools. So I was like, cool, cool. And then she did like, and I remember being like, what do, what am I supposed to do? And she was like, you better figure it out. If you want to go, you better figure it out. Mm. I, I had no idea you were supposed to fill out an application. I had no idea you were supposed to write an essay in some cases. I was like, how am I supposed to pay for the application? Like, li- she didn't help me. Like, no, like it was literally like my um, my counselor was like, yeah, you just gotta go go on the <laughs> the website and call them and ask for an application and ask for this and this this. And I I got it was such at, at that time it was such a daunting task for me that it scared me. 
-hmm. it was like I was like I can't do this and then also I always like I said I felt like I was dumb so I was like why am I even going to college I'm stupid I'm probably going to fail out and then just waste all this money and have to pay a hundred thousand dollars in student loans that I didn't even go to school because I'm a dummy and I'm not going to graduate so how is all of this so it, it just ended up being such a daunting and honestly scary thing that I was like I I just can't right Wow. So I was like, well, I guess I'll go in the military. So I signed up to go into the military. I was going to go into the Navy. And um, I think I w- wanted to go in the Air Force first, but the jobs they offered me, I was like, nah. So I w- the Navy had jobs that I... Um, like better. Yeah, that I like better, which was um, medical. I wanted to go into medical. So... Um, yeah, I was like signed up, ready to go into the Navy. And then uh, my mom got orders to Korea, to Kunsan. Mm-hmm. So I was 18 and my mom said, I don't, you, I don't know where you got to go, but you got to get the hell up out of here because I'm going on a solo tour and you 18. So I uh, asked her if she would buy me a plane ticket. And she bought me a plane ticket to Virginia. And I moved in with Lauren. I lived with Lauren for like a, maybe six months in Virginia. And then I ended up moving in with one of my cousins who was stationed at, in Norfolk, Virginia. And he was in the Navy. And I ended up moving in with him because um, my, my ship out date was coming for the Navy. Mm-hmm. So I moved in with him. And he was like, so you really going to go in the Navy? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, you know, you're probably going to get on a ship, right? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, you know, you're going to get raped, right? Jesus Christ. That's exactly, that's, I was like, what do you mean? I'm, what do you mean? You know, I'm going to get raped. Right. He's like, you just are. That's just every woman that's on one of those boats gets sexually harassed or raped. It's just a fact. It's just a fucking fact. And he's like, if you want to be on a boat with a bunch of men looking like you look, for six months or more, then that's your business. And I got scared. And I was like, can I back out? <laughs> mm-hmm. So I backed out. I backed out of going in the Navy. I married my first husband. And I signed up to go into the Air Force. Where'd you meet uh, your first husband at? Where was he at? In Virginia. He was in the Navy. Um, I went to this, I met this guy on like MySpace, right? MySpace. Yeah, I met this guy on MySpace, mm. and he was living in Virginia, and he um, invited me to a, a party that he was promoting, mm-hmm. and um, that is where I met my first husband. What's his name? Uh, hmm? What's his name, your first husband's name? CJ. CJ. CJ, yeah, that's... um. That's his nickname, Charles Jr. Um, we met, and the reason I liked him was because, for some reason, this party was whack, like, so terrible. And there was, like, grown men standing there that were, like, afraid to ask women to dance and stuff. It was, like, it was like middle school. It was the most crazy thing that I'd ever seen. And he was the only dude that was dancing. And I was the only chick that was dancing. And so we were just dancing and having a good time. And everybody was like watching us. It was weird. So um, I was like, well, I'm going to go sit. I was like, I'm going to go sit in my car because I'm about to leave or something, right? 
Well, he was like, cool, can I come sit with you? And we sat in the car and we talked and he was cute and he was nice or whatever. And um, I liked him. Um, we got, we met like middle of December and we got married in February. Oh, y'all were not playing no games. Mm-mm. Nah, like, honestly, I, like, no, that's, that literally... I wish that somebody, I had somebody, because I didn't have, once again, I was living in a place, I didn't have any friends or anybody around me, really. I was living on my own and all that other stuff. And um, I really always wanted to be married. I always did. So the first dude that was like, you want to get married? And I was over 18. I married him, literally. (laughs) He said, do you want to get married? Did he have a ring or no? No. So no. That he was like, you want to get married? And I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Ah! I, I don't even think, I don't even think we had said I love you yet. Ah, I just, like, I really think it was like, I was just insane. And like, I need somebody to, to take, to be with me. I need to be with somebody. And um, we had a lot in common. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it just seemed, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't put that much thought into it looking back i really didn't it was just so yeah, fun. <laughs> you're married you're going into the air force are you nervous yeah. or do you does your mom have yeah. that talk with you you follow my footsteps or yeah I, yeah all of that my mom was finally kind of proud so that was dope and then i got pregnant so um, no more air force <laughs> you got pregnant going into oats uh yeah like i was um I was, um, I don't remember exactly what month I was supposed to ship out, but I was like two or three months from being, from shipping, from leaving to go to basic and I got pregnant. You know, the same thing yeah. happened. To, I was talking to Bernard Janet. She told me the same thing when she was going yeah. to go, yep, pregnant. Yeah, it happens a lot, a lot more than you. They shoot you up so you don't go in. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So you're pregnant, you find out you're pregnant. This is your oldest child, yes? Well, yes. Well, I, yes, but um, I got pregnant with, I had a baby before my oldest child that um, I had, and he was born at 24 weeks. Well, let's back that up. We, so how, where does this, uh, where does the first baby come from? Who's the first baby? My husband. My first oh, husband. Oh, so y'all had two, your first mm-hmm. husband has, so you have that baby before you go to the Air Force? Or no, as I you? didn't go, I didn't go to the Air Force. Cause right, but, so you have the baby at 24 months? Yeah, no, 24 weeks. So uh, pregnancy is 40 weeks, right? Oh, you had it um, half the time. Yes, okay. I had it at 20. So I was, I was just at six months when I gave birth to him. And he lived around three weeks before he um, died of an infection that he got. Um, that obviously... Uh, Destroyed you, probably. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Um even now it's not was your did you have a support system there when it happened did your family support you or did you feel like you were alone again um i mean yes and no at this time my mother was stationed in turkey okay and she uh i had to call the red cross to get in contact with her um she ended up having to take because they don't give you emergency leave for um unless it's immediate family, which grandchildren is, isn't immediate. Mm-hmm. So she had to take leave and she had to get a flight and all that stuff. So it took her a little while to get there. And um, 
my ex and his family were not um, kind and caring, compassionate people. Um, during the pregnancy or before? At, during, before, after, even at his funeral. Um, actually, uh, like a, a week before my son's, not even a week, maybe a few days before my son's funeral, they pulled up some papers, some hospital paperwork that said his blood type was O positive and therefore he could not be my husband's son. Mm-hmm. So like a couple of days before my son's funeral, they were denying my baby. Um, and I was like, I mean, even if you feel like that, couldn't you just hold off like a week? I mean, I'm just like, couldn't you? Grieving, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was rough. It was rough for me. Um, um, but he was, he was always abusive. Um, actually the day I went into labor, he had threw me down the stairs. Mm. So he was abusive and all that other stuff. And, um, but where was he abusive from the beginning from like the, not the there? very beginning, but yeah, pretty like if I, if, if I would have married him after th- two or three months, if I would have just dated him for like six or seven months, he would have, he would have hit me and I would have knew. Um, yeah, it was definitely within the first year. Was that the first time ever a man laid his hands on you? Was he the first person that ever like? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, um, is it shocking at first? Yeah. It it was, it was like, and it was like, it was shocking to the point where I didn't do nothing. And that's what like, it, it like, cause I'm not that chick, right? You don't hit me and then I don't do nothing. Right. So it, it like the first time I remember I was sitting, <laughs> it was funny. We, we had just got this couch from like errands or Renaissance or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And we were arguing over the payment. And I was sitting on the couch and I can't remember what we were arguing about it specifically, but I was like, well then damn, it says you got all the answers, you pay it, uh, like whatever. Right. And I had a smart ass remark or something and he just came up and slapped the taste out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And it just, it like, I was like, I just sat there like that literally for like probably, ten, I don't know how long, probably 10 minutes. I just was like, and then I got in my car and I just drove around <laughs> uh, Virginia for like an hour and he was blowing up my sidekick mm-hmm. and um, yeah and then you know I went back and it was baby 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 and da, 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 like all of that stuff that that, that people tell you um, and when I got pregnant for some reason I thought it'll stop yeah like nobody gonna hit a pregnant lady like that's mm-hmm. weird right even if you're upset, like you're not gonna hit a pregnant lady, but he did not, he, he stopped, I think he stopped like punching me, but he would still like push me or choke me or throw me or whatever, whatever. And um, yeah, he threw me down the stairs. And I remember when I stood up, I felt like, I thought I peed myself and I was up, my water was broke, broke. Um, my water broke, oh. so. Um, so he threw, he threw you through labor then? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, I ended up getting really sick because they, whenever you go into premature labor, they try to keep the baby in as long as possible. So I ended up getting a really bad infection. I was really sick. Um, like they were talking about putting me in a coma for a few days. It was a lot going on. And um, I remember when I went to the hospital, um, he barely, like he came once I think. And then he came the day that the baby was born. 
and I was in the hospital for like a week and a half, two weeks. And um, the baby was- dad at? Where's your dad at during this? In Vegas. Do you ever call him and like, hey dad, I'm going through stuff or? Yeah, a little bit. What does he say? Cause he's probably, cause he's still the nurturing one. Is he more upset? No, he, um, I really thought, I remember I called him one time and this was after my son had passed away, but I called him um, and I really kind of thought or expected, or I think wanted him to like come save me. Mm -hmm. And um, no, he, he didn't. Um, and that was hard. Does he know the story? Does he know that you're being physically abused? Or did you keep I, I think I was I think I was downplaying it at the time, but I told him. Like I I didn't I don't think I gave him quite as many details and I wasn't like giving him the blow by blows necessarily, but um I definitely told him and I know at one point him and my mother even had a conversation about it and they don't talk to each other at all. Mm -hmm. And they had a conversation about it because my mom was on some shit like she was like, when I get back there. My mom was like ready, right? And also, but it was also hard, I think, for, for my mother um, while I was in that situation because I was on some shit like, no, that's my husband. I want to work this out and mm. yada, yada, yada. And then when I got, when I got, so after my son passed, the way that his family was and the way that he was and the way that the whole situation happened just didn't sit right with me. So I was out, right? I was like, I'm, we should just get a divorce. I don't think this is the best for like, we're not happy. I'm not happy. You're not, you're clearly not happy if you have to slap the shit out of me all the time and all this right. other stuff, right? Like if me saying words to you makes you physically violent towards me, then we should be together. So um, we had come to this agreement that we were going to get a divorce and um, I was living with him and, you know, saving up money to get my own place. Mm. And I remember I had, I was working like three jobs cause I was like, nah. <laughs> and I had got, I was working this job at this call center and I was the number one salesperson for like a month. So I got like a, a $500 bonus at the end of the month. So I was like, yo, $500? Right. Ah, cash monies. Oh, first thing I did, I went to the, um, package store and I got a bottle of Patron and I was like, yeah. <laughs> And so I went, when I got back to the house, I was like, I got a bonus today. And I bought this bottle. You want to take some shots with me? And da, da, da. And he was like, yeah. And it was kind of like old times, I guess. And I think I fell into the trap, but I ended up, I, we had sex that night and I got pregnant that night. I got April 21st. I know exactly what day it was. Cause we weren't, I wasn't, it wasn't a thing. I was over that. So yeah, I got pregnant. I got pregnant and then I was like, damn. And once again, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Christian lady. Right. So I'm like, wow, this must be God's way of telling me I need to work this out. I need to stick this out. I need to figure this out with the, with my, my, my husband. Right. So nine months, I don't have any issues. He does not. And I made it very clear to him. Actually, I think I threatened to kill him. Um, actually, I'm pretty sure I threatened to kill him. Right. Um, I told him uh, when I, when I took the pregnancy test, I said, I like set it down in front of him. And I said, I want you to know if you touch me at all for the next nine months, I will kill you myself. 
because I'm not bearing any more of my kids ever. And I think he realized I was very, very serious. <laughs> I was very. Time it was. Yeah, I was very not, and I, like, and I think he knew I wouldn't even. I don't like. I would have. I'll look. I'll wait till you fall asleep. You gotta go to sleep, huh? Like some, uh-huh. some right. gonna shake. You're not gonna hit me no more, right? So um, if you stops though, it stops. It stops. It did stop while I was pregnant with my daughter. It did stop. Um, and honestly, I was like, yes, we have passed whatever he was going through, whatever that was. We have passed that, and we are going to be a family and raise our daughter together and be united and 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 you know move forward in a loving and caring god fearing home does he name her or do you name her i name her her name is Celia, which means uh the gift that god has brought to us and mm-hmm. her middle name is anina which means um um blessed from heaven or something i can't remember see i'm forgetting but yeah her name meant stuff so walk me through through, you push out your daughter what's that like what's it like holding her for the first time magnificent how does that how does your ex-husband does he does it affect him or does he show any emotion i honestly don't remember i really don't remember i was enamored i was infatuated with the baby I, it was like, honestly, when I saw her, it was like silence. I'm crying. <laughs> no, no, let it out. Let it out. Do you see yourself in her? How much um, of you do you see in her? No, I don't see myself in her. I mean, I, I mean, I guess I do. I do. But I, I, I just, I see God in her. Mm-hmm. I see the universe yeah. in my kids. It's like, Oof, sorry. <laughs> Don't worry, everyone cries on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I know, I was like, I was trying to hold it in. No, everyone, I, I, like, everyone. I teared up like twice, but I was like, they ain't gonna everyone get me. Everyone cries on this podcast. Y'all ain't gonna get me. I got, you got me when you talk about that, ba- that, that. She saved my life. Right. She saved me. She really did. Oof. But that's, yeah, when, when I, <clears throat> when I gave birth to her, I remember how easy it was, like, right, comparatively, especially to how my, my birth of my first son was. I was in so much pain. Mm-hmm. I had a, a really bad fever. I had an infection. And thank you, baby. Like, brought me some tissue. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, sorry. Yeah. No, but, um, uh, I, re- I remember, like, how much pain I had been in with my, mm-hmm. with my son and how scared I was and all those emotions. And with my daughter, I didn't have any of those fears. I, I I felt good. I felt strong. Um, I pushed like three or four times, and she was ah. She had hair to her shoulders. So you must have been she, she was just perfect and healthy and strong and beautiful. And um, I created her. You know what I mean? It was that. It was like a magical moment of this is honestly what I'm capable of. Um, and it made me feel differently. I think mm-hmm. being her mother, um, changed me. Um, and, um, 
yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember what her what her father did, and I remember he was he was there and he was you know supportive and you know doing the whole breathe and push and all that you know stuff. And um, I remember I took a few pictures because you know you're in the hospital for a couple days, and he would he had fell asleep and she was on his chest. I took the mm-hmm. he was feeding her, and you know the nurses were showing him how to change diapers, and and I'm honestly like, oh, this is about to be dope, right? We're about to be so lit. His parents came to visit. My mom couldn't make it because, you know, once again, she was in Turkey. So it wasn't like she could just drive up. Um, but yeah, I took her, <laughs> uh, we took her home. What type of baby was she? Was she a loud crying baby or more? She was a perfect baby. She, Manuel's she baby. That baby never she cried. Was. She never cried. She would just, from, from the first time she opened her eyes and she looked at me, she would just smile at me. Mm. She would just smile and smile and smile. And I loved her. She was perfect. Just the perfect little angel. You are. She hears me talk. She's so good. Oh, gosh. She's tall. Yeah, she's by herself. She's like 5'8". Five, I'm 5'10". Five, so. How old is she? 12. She's 12 and 5'. Sweet Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, she's 5'7". Let's say 5'7". <laughs> but she got, she's tall, though. She's tall. So, so you're ra- what's it like? What's it like raising her? Do you feel supported? Do you feel supported as you guys get through these these months of her being an infant toddler? Oh, it was really rough. So maybe when my eighth or ninth month of pregnancy, my husband at the time gets kicked out of the Navy for smoking weed, which I didn't know he was doing. Mm. So now I've had this beautiful, magnificent gift given to me in the form of this just absolutely precious baby and um i don't know what we about to do because <laughs> we live in base housing and while i always worked he was you know he Provided. made the majority of the money and all of that so um the base housing was like y'all got until this date to get up out of here so who i am i was like cool well I'm going to get to the hustling. We're going to save up this money. We're going to get us an apartment. We're going to be all right. We, we just going to live. And he didn't want to do that. He wanted to move back in with his family. Because with the he, daughter? With the baby? Yes. He wanted to move in with his parents in Georgia. We were living in Virginia. Mm-hmm. He wanted to move to Georgia and live with his parents until we got on our feet. I didn't like that idea because once you, it's, it's. Too many too, opinions. Yes, it's too much. It's like, it's too many people. It's too many. um, And we were just getting to a place in our relationship that was like, I guess, kind of good. And um, I don't know if it was good because of the baby or because whatever, but it was like we were getting, I thought we were working towards some kind of good, but I knew how his family was. I didn't really want to do that. But once again, I didn't really have a lot of options and um, I was trying to be a supportive and and loving wife. So, okay, if that's what you need, you need to be by your family. And also I had family, I have family in Georgia. So I thought, okay, maybe this isn't a bad thing. We moved to Georgia and move in with his family. And within, I don't know, three or four months, his father kicked me out. Kicked you out specifically? Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, 
it's a funny story. So we're living in their house and they were like, you know, here are the rules for living in the house, right? Which is something that parents do, right? So, okay, we're going to do that. Then they're like, you know, y'all got to do this, y'all got to do that. Y'all can't have no people over here after this time. Y'all can't be, you know, they'll be coming in the house after this time and they'll be doing, you know, whatever. One of the rules was we had to um, clean the kitchen and like wash the dishes and stuff. Um, his brother also was living there. His brother was like 18 or 19 though. So it was the three of us, the mm-hmm. me, my husband and his brother. And we were responsible for washing the dishes after dinner every night. And they had a calendar next to the sink that had your name on the week of which you washed the dishes for that week, okay? So one week, they put my name, oh, excuse me, one month, they put my name two weeks in a row. And I thought that was by mistake. So I crossed my name out and put my husband's name because he was not, he was missing that month or something like that, right? Do you know his father said I was a disrespectful bitch? No, oh, changed no. up in his house. No. I was like, I tried to change stuff because I changed. I wrote my what? I was like, sorry, this is a conversation we could have had. Like, hey, don't change this calendar. I meant for you to wash dishes two weeks in a row. In which case, I would have said, I'm not doing that because <laughs> that's who I am. But that's like that's a discussion though to me. That's a that's a discussion. That's not a uh, definitive. But his father was an abusive man, and his father was an authoritative man that was like, um, "You're a woman, so you're supposed to do what I tell yeah, you." Be submissive and everything else. Yes. But that's probably disrespectful to you. You you're finally on your own, and you got to go back and do like stuff that you never did in your house. Hell yeah. No, it was. It was super. I was like, like going back being in high school or being yeah, a kid. Yeah, that's what I didn't like. I was like, listen, we're all grown ups here. Washing and dishes and. I was like, I don't have no problem washing dishes or whatever, but I'm grown. You're not going to. Right, tell he me went back to being a child in his house. It, exactly, and I was like, I'm not, and it was it was crazy. So I was like, well, I'm gonna leave, and I was like, are you coming with me or are you gonna stay here? And he stayed with his family. Did you take your daughter with you? Of course. <laughs> yes. I'm surprised. You, so no. So you and your daughter, where do you guys go now? Um, I actually, um, this is a time where I called my father and I said, daddy, I don't know what I'm going to do. Cause I wasn't, I'm not the type to ask uh, no. people for help. So, but I was scared cause I had a baby. I did not know what I was going to do. I had been working at a, um, like a bar. I was a waitress at a bar. So I was broke. Like I had maybe a hundred dollars to my name. Mm. Um, and I put everything I could in my car and I called my dad and my dad said, I'm gonna call your uncle. My uncle actually lived right outside of Atlanta and we were living in College Park. So my uncle, who's an ex-Marine, got in the caddy and came and got me and my baby. And he told my ex, he told my ex-husband's father, I don't know what kind of person you are. But he was like, if you ever talk to my niece like that again, I'm going to break you in half. Mm. I'm going to just break your bones, old man. Because also my, my uncle is much younger than him. He was like, old man, I will break you down into dust. You hear what I said? He was like, why? He's like, my niece told me you called her a bitch. He was like, well, uh, uh, I was upset. And he was like, okay, bitch, I'm upset. <laughs> and I was like, 
Right. Okay. <laughs> to the South. <laughs> right. I was, it made me feel good. I was like, that was probably the first time a man came to my, to rest, to come get, save me from something. Right. right. And I live with my uncle and my aunt and my cousins in, um, in the country. <laughs> we lived in the country. They had a big old like 10 bedroom house and we lived in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, Augusta, and, Georgia. No, it was um like outside of Fayetteville. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, but I lived there with them for almost a year, maybe like a little like eight months. At least your daughter has stability though. She has yeah, group of, like and, family and, and saw a lot of love and stuff. It was so nice. Um it was like it was a time in my life of a lot of um, reflection and they lived a very simple life like they didn't have cable um they had internet but it was dial-up and this is even in like what 2007 or 8 they had yeah they still had dial-up and so i could get on the internet but i could only be on there for like 30 minutes because you messing up the phone yeah <laughs> so um yeah they uh that that was it was it was just it was always quiet there um i used to just spend time reading with my aunt and um i started to really feel like myself again i think mm. when i was there obama got elected president 2008 yeah and i remember watching that with my baby on my lap and my aunt sitting next to me and we was it was the great it just it was a good I just remember feeling good at that time in my life um, my mom comes back from Turkey and gets stationed here in Warner Robins mm -hmm. and she's like she don't even ask me this is my mother well since I'm coming back I'm coming to get you and Zalia <laughs> And at, I, and it it was good because at the time I had a car, but my car broke down and I couldn't afford to get it fixed. Um, I, so I couldn't go get a job or like, it was like, I, I was a, I felt good, but I was like kind of stuck. Right. So my mom was like, I'm going to get your car fixed. I'll pay for your, your first year insurance, get your whatever and whatever you need fixed on it. We're going to get you a job. I'll help you pay for daycare. When you save up, then you, you know, do whatever. So that's a great offer, right? Yeah, I'm coming. So I moved in with, actually, this was when CJ and I reconciled shortly. Okay, I was about to move in with my mother and he came by like a week before I was supposed to move in with my mother and he came by and brought divorce papers. What did he say, I'll wash the dishes for you? No. <laughs> No, he was like, I brought, he was look, he was like, I brought these divorce papers because my parents got a divorce lawyer for me. And I said, okay, do you want me to sign them? And he looked at me and was like, no, mm. I love you. And I want to be with you. I just don't know, blah, blah, blah. And so I think I went and stayed with my mom for like a week or two. And then I went back. To CJ. At this time, we got an apartment. We, I was like, I'm not stepping foot in your parents' house. Mm -hmm. And we got an apartment in College Park in like the hood. 
Okay. And, um, yeah, it, it, it worked for a very short period of time. My daughter, um, so like I said, he hadn't hit me for a while. And when we moved back in together, it was maybe a couple months before he started hitting me again. And it was a night where, um, my baby, so we, like I told you, this, we lived in the hood and this was a terrible, terrible little apartment. Mm -hmm. So we had a one bedroom apartment and um, my daughter slept on a, um, basically it was like a, a bunch of pillow. Yeah, it was like a futon and a bunch of blankets like wrapped around the edges and she slept on the floor right next to my bed. And um, I remember, he came home from a club or a bar or something and he was just upset. I can't remember why, but we got into it because there, there, there came a point where he started hitting me and I was, we would fight because you can't just keep slapping me or pushing me or right. whatever. And so it came a point where he would hit me and we would fight. So this is one of the nights where he had like choked me or pushed me or something and we got into it, right? We were in there thumping. He ended up throwing me through the coffee table, broke the glass coffee table. Mm. I I was all cut up. I went <laughs> like I was all cut. I thought my arm was broke because my I had fractured a um a bone right here, I fractured the bone right here in my um arm, like a hairline fracture. But I thought my arm was broke, broke. I was in there like, oh God. And I he was kicking me. And I looked over and I saw my baby in that fucking pallet and she was just crying. Mm. And she was just crying. Mm. That's and I, I, um, I never went back. So. Do you realize that most of your strongest moments in life happen because of your daughter? Have you ever noticed? 100%. 100%. Like, I wasn't the person I am now until I had kids. I really feel like that. Like it wasn't, um, I mean, I've always been who I am obviously, but the resolve that I have and the strength that I have and the, the uh, fortuitiveness mm -hmm. is because of my kids. Um, in particular, my daughter though. She was the first one. She was my first baby. And all of the toughest parts of my life who was when she was little she was there for it and yeah and we were in a weird way the way that I was my mother's person for a lot of years my daughter became my person mm -hmm. for a lot of years right and I had my daughter when I was 21 so I was a young baby too right even though in my mind at the time I'm grown what you mean I'm 21 right but I was still a baby still figuring it out, still um, dealing with my own trauma, dealing with my own um, issues and trying to now raise a person. And this person is just the lightest and most full of joy. And she is like a hot air balloon, literally. <laughs> she's, that's, that's, she's so, she's just that. She's just that. She just lift, lifted me up out of, nothing I don't even understand it I can't even express it she but yeah a hundred percent I tell her all the time you say my life 
She doesn't understand it though, does she? No, she won't until she's 30 something and that's fine. I'll be here to listen to this. She'll listen to this and realize that. Right, 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 right. Yes. She'll listen to this. My mom's life story. This is it. Be like, my mama loved me, loved me. Yeah. Yeah. And like, but that was it because I saw her and I thought, what is she going to grow up thinking is normal? And how is this going to affect who she becomes? And is she going to think that this is love? Mm. How does this affect a child seeing their mother go through these things? Like all of these things went through my mind, right? And I got in my um, car that my mother had just helped me fix. And I put everything in there. That, he still has, he's, he has all my son's belongings. He has my mother's old jewelry that I had. Say, my mom brought me like Turkish rugs and mm-hmm. china and just this one of a kind things from all over the world. And he has them because I was like, "Fuck it, you can have whatever you want. You can have whatever you want to have. Keep it, keep it, keep it." Because those things, I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't put like it's yeah, I couldn't do it anymore. Um, so yeah, I moved back with my mother. This time I stayed. Um, my mother has saved um, money from when I was modeling in Japan. Mm. And so she was like, I got that money if you want to use that to get your divorce. And I was like, yep, I certainly do. And so that's what I did. That's what I focused my time on. It took me three long years to get divorced from him. Right. Um, he wouldn't want to sign the papers or what? Right. He wouldn't sign. He was trying to hold on to the last thing. I don't know. I don't think it was that. I honestly think it was child support. So child support. Yeah, no. So when in Georgia, if you're married, you have kids, you have to um do a certain amount of child support. It has to be written into your divorce degree. Yep. Um, and I think a lot of states are like that now. Um so he didn't want he didn't want whatever the 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 lowest that they do is like 20 percent of minimum wage if you work full-time minimum wage i mean yeah and so it was like 248 dollars is the lowest that they're supposed to do and he wouldn't sign it for 248 dollars so i had them take it down to a hundred dollars a month a hundred dollars a month then he signed it yeah yeah and he's never paid it so i i I think it was all symbolic (laughs) or something i don't know do you ever do you ever worry about how many times do you run into him? Do you run into never. him a lot? Never. Never. Doesn't want to be a part of his daughter's life ever. Um, I don't know necessarily. I know he don't want to deal with me, and I know he don't want to, um, in his mind, jump through hoops that I have set up. Um, which is fine. That's his um, right. There was a long time. We used to share custody of her mm-hmm. um, during those like three years that we were separated and, and getting divorced and stuff. And um, there was a long time where we would, I would meet him or I would just take her to Atlanta and just drop, drop her off for the weekend. Were you and, ever worried about what he would do to her? Do you ever worry, is you, did it ever go through your head or you just know he won't hit her? I did. I didn't worry about it when she was little, but I knew as she got older, he would. Um, and I remember me and him getting into it when she was like 
three, and this is after uh, I met my husband mm-hmm. now. And when she was like three, he told me he whooped her for something. And I was like, what do you mean you whooped her? She's three. <laughs> you have to beat no three-year-old. I mean, maybe a hand pop if that best. What do you mean you whooped her? I was like, whooped her like how? He was like, well, I took a belt and beat her butt because she did this, this, or this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she's three. Right. Like you beating a three-year-old instead of saying, don't touch the outlet. That sounds crazy. And I, we had an issue about that. Cause I was like, you can't just be hitting her. That's not how I move. That's not how we do things. And if you're going to be just beating my kids, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. Nah, I don't do that. And, um, I knew it would get worse, but I wasn't never really too afraid because I used to take her to his mother's house. He never watched her. He so was the grandparents that really spent the most time. Right. With his mother, his mother. Spent, their legacy. Right. His mother spent a lot of time with her. And um, I was always aware and I had many conversations with her. And I was like, listen, um, if I find out that your husband or your son has hurt my daughter, y'all won't see her no more. So I need y'all to be very clear. Hmm. Like you will never see her again, right? And she was clear about that. Um, It started to become an issue though for him when um, I would ask him for money. I remember one time my daughter got bronchitis and I didn't have insurance. I was working at McDonald's. Hmm. (laughs) I, I, uh, Took her to the ER because I didn't, like I said, I did not have insurance. I took her to the ER and um, she she had bronchitis and the doctor gave me a prescription, but the medicine was like $50. And I was like, what the, how am I, like I rent, like I got to figure out how to get these groceries. You talk about $50. Uh-huh. So I called him and asked him for $50. And he was like, why don't you ask your mother? And I was like, cause she didn't have no baby with me. And it was that, and I was like, you know what, you're right. I'm not gonna ask you for nothing. And it happened uh, several more times, like for shoes or whatever, whatever. And then it was like, um, I remember we moved away um, after I got married to my husband. We moved, and um, it was always like, I'd be like, hey, uh, you know, do you want to talk? I would like text him, hey, do you want to call her? Do you want to talk to her? Right. And he'd be like, no, I'm good. She's sick. What is she, she going to talk about? Do you think that he was just always upset that he that he lost that military job? Do you think he was always he just felt like a he was never enough? Um, I don't know. Honestly, um, I did think, he ever recover from that? No, not really. Not that I know of. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm sure he's working some jobs. Um, I don't think he's ever. He's yeah. He's no. Not in in any meaningful way where he's like doing good for himself. No. You remind him of the things that he did have. That could be. That could be. Also, um, I think it started to make him upset. Like, because what I noticed is he was, he was okay coming around and like fighting with me. Mm -hmm. But when I got to the place where I was like, I don't want to argue with you. Are you coming to see her or not? And he'd be like, no. I'd be like, okay, have a good day. When you and stop then, caring for him. Right. When I stopped, when I, I was like, you know you what? No emotion you, towards Right. When it was just like, that's fine. I'll, you know, because at the end of the day, it got to a point where I was like, she's, I'm going to take care of her regardless. I'm going to do 
whatever it takes regardless. And then I met Matthew, I met my husband, and I met him when she was two. So let's back that up. So you meet Matthew yeah. for the first time. What does he say to you? Does he slide in the DMs or he meets you at Piggly Wiggly's? Like, where do y'all meet at? We meet at this bar called Smokes in in our town here in Warner Robins. And uh, I was singing karaoke, wearing five-inch heels and a crop top with my flat stomach. It was lit. It was cute. Country right? girl stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cute, right? And... Um, uh yeah he was he was cute he was very kind that was the first thing i noticed is well first i noticed he was cute and then i noticed he's so sweet right so i was standing there and um the bar had closed and we had been talking all all night in the bar and drinking together and stuff and it was last call and he was like okay well you know see he's like what are you about to do and i was wasted drunk so i was like well i'm gonna sleep in my car <laughs> until I can get my life because I got to get home, uh, you know, pretty early because my daughter's going to be getting up around eight. So I got to, you know, get in the house. And he's like, oh, well, you could just come and spend the night at my house. I got a couch you could crash on. And I was like, mm-hmm. And he was like, no, I'm serious. So um, we didn't call an Uber because that wasn't a thing. We called, <laughs> we called one of his friends that wasn't drinking and we went to uh, – one of his friend's house and I, my feet were killing me. I had on these heels. He took his shoes off and gave me his shoes. Oh. And I was like, oh snap, he about to get it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh snap, this white man trying to get it. Yeah, so he gave me his shoes and I was like, oh my God, that is the nicest thing. And, um, yeah, we went back to his place and I was like, hey, yeah, let's do you do you want to do the sex with me? It's, <laughs> it's basically what I said. <laughs> I'll give you the PG. <laughs> giving you the good PG. Thing I brought some shoes tonight. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, good thing I wore my boots. But um yeah, so we we spent a, a a lovely evening together, and in my mind though, I was like, okay, this is a one night stand. This is very nice. Thank you. Right. Have a pleasant evening. I'm going back to my kid. Like I wasn't, I was still going through a divorce. I wasn't mm-hmm. in any. At, I was on my like, I gotta be grinding and trying to figure out this life and what I'm gonna do, right? And when he dropped me off in my car in the morning, he asked for my number, and I was like, ah, I don't know. And he was like, come on, just give me a number. So I was like, okay. He, he, so I gave him my number. And honestly, we were together every day after that. We What's it together. like as a man dating a woman with a two-year-old? That's a tough, that's a lot. That's yeah. a, I feel like a lot of these dudes, you know, out here, that's like, that was one of my deal breakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of girls back when I was dating, I always had kids. Yeah. Like, no, that's not me. That's not yeah. my scene at all. So that and takes that's... a lot out of him, you know, yeah. especially a daughter that doesn't look like him at all. Right. That was a huge thing for me. I was very, um, I guess, trepidation. Effective. Yes. Very, like, pensive about dating a white person. Like, seriously dating. Because I had, like, like casually dated a couple white dudes here and there. Babe, can you please come get the dog? Um, I had dated a couple of um, white men here and there. 
but it was never anything very serious. Actually, I probably should mute this for a while. Where is the button? Hold on. My dog's about to make a bunch of noise. Hold on. Okay. Sorry about that. My dogs are super barky. Um, but yeah, it was, I was, I was, um, pretty, uh, I, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't too worried about, um, dating a white guy personally for myself or any person of any other race, really. It was mostly because other people, um, want to know who's going to love your daughter. Right. Right. Um, was their interaction like when they first met each other? It was really great. He, uh, it was weird. So they didn't meet for, I want to say like maybe three or four months they didn't meet. Um, and when they finally did, she was like, hey, and like just whatever, like, you know, little kids don't be caring about nothing. And he like sat down and watched like My Little Ponies with her. And like whenever she talked about it, he was like, and she was like, oh, that's Pinkie Pie. And Pinkie Pie is my favorite because the, 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 he was like, okay, Pinkie Pie, got it, got it, got it. Wait, who is that one? That one's, okay, that's Rainbow Dash. Is she friends with Pinkie Pie? Okay, they friends. Okay, got you. And he was like with it with her. And invested into her. Yes. And he, like that was honestly, because I really liked him before. When I saw him with my daughter, I fell in love with him. I fell in love with him. Does he have any previous kids or no? No. No. So he, yeah, so he's just a man, a young yes. man talking to and a that woman. That was another thing that I was I was um not only afraid, just uh, not afraid of but aware of like when I, uh, hey when I was dating, I was kind of looking for a man with a kid or two. Just because like you said, I had actually dated a guy um very briefly before I met my husband and we dated for like 6 months. And when we, when we were starting to get serious, he was like, yeah, I think we should break up. I, I always said I never wanted to date a chick with kids, but I really liked you and I thought I could get over it, but I can't, so I don't, I'm good. And I was like, it took you six months to know you need it. it took you this. You knew in month two. You knew in month, he knew in month Sometimes you try, to, you try to have as much fun as you can before it gets too Right, scary. that's what it was, I think. But it's okay. It, it all worked out. It's fine. But at the time, I was like, I'm going to always be alone. And also, for me, because of how both of my parents are, I didn't want to have a bunch of kids with a bunch of folks. Different parents. Yeah. That okay. was a- so, so, Matthew, what's it like when he meets your mom and your dad? How's that go over? He still has not met my dad. I haven't seen my dad since How I was. How long have y'all been together? Ten years. He's never met your dad in ten never. years. Never. My dad is a kind and complicated man. He. Um, Has he met his grandkids? No. When did y'all have a falling out? We haven't. I mean, it's, it's always been, it's always out, been up and down. Yeah, it's been up and down. I mean, my dad is, like I said, my dad is complicated. He doesn't, um, he, I'm trying to think of a nice way to word this. He just, he just kind of dumb as fuck sometimes. Like, I love my dad, but it's like he really doesn't understand some things that I'd be like, you under, you have to understand right. why this would make a person upset. Um, there was one time, um, like, yeah, I haven't seen, I've seen my dad once since I've been in an, since I've been an adult. I've seen, huh? 
Have you FaceTimed him? No, 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 no. I we we FaceTime uh, regularly now. Um, That's good. But we, the last time I seen my father in person was when I was 26 in Hawaii. My father happened to be in Hawaii on vacation, and I happened to be there. Um, and he's just like, well, hey, it was a coincidence. It was not um, a planned thing. My father. You don't want your kids to meet their granddad? Of, of course I do. Of course I do. I really, really do. My father does not value that, though, I don't think. He's never made an effort to see me ever, 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 ever. But he made an effort to get you out of that situation, though. He did. He did. He called his brother. He did. <laughs> he did. He, um, he's, like I said, he's complicated. I don't think my dad doesn't love me. Like, I, I want to be very clear about that. But he doesn't, I don't think he is necessarily knows how to show love. He does not express love. Right. And he definitely doesn't um, make it a point to be involved in my life or my siblings' lives. So at this, at this stage, we're adults. Mm -hmm. And so my thing has been like, um, I guess I kind of, I'm like, I remember stuff and I would like him to take some responsibility for some things and mm -hmm. he hasn't or won't. And also I've tried to explain to him I would love for him to meet his grandkids. I would love for him to meet my husband. I would love for him to be an active and vital part of our family. But it's way cheaper for you and your wife to fly to Georgia than it is for me and these three kids and this husband to fly anywhere. And they're still in Las Vegas. It's not a drive. Right. But it's a lot. And also the, the it's like... I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel slighted a little bit. What if bit. he's scared a little bit? What if he's scared? He scared could be. To have, those, to have those conversations. Because your daughter probably is going to ask questions. She's not. She's of age to ask questions. But yeah, more so than her, I got questions, you know? Yeah. I have questions for things. Because um, I just want to know, like, there was a time. It's, 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 it's mostly my adult life that me and him have the issues with. Because I think... Um, as a child, the time that I didn't spend with him, we both lived in either separate countries or just very, very far, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and also technology wasn't is what it is today. Like it wasn't even, it was very difficult to even make phone calls out of different countries in the early 90s. So I think that has a, a lot to do with why he was kind of absent, I guess. But he did make up for it in a lot of ways. Because I, like I said, I spent a lot of time summers and going back and forth for like middle school. I spent um, like two or three years uh, going every the, for, for every summer. Um, so we, we, we developed that little bit of relationship. But my father has this like delusion that he raised me. He's like, well, I raised you to do it. And I, I'm like, bro, I spent like two years with you. Like, like, I'm not saying you didn't do nothing, but chill. Mm -hmm. And um, he, he, I don't know. Family like, therapy. Yeah. Like we definitely need to do a family therapy sesh yeah. and uh, talk some of those issues out. But also I'm at the point now where I'm like, you're a grown man. 
And he's like, well, I want to meet my, my grandkids. Well, come meet them. Nobody has ever stopped you. Here's my address. I'll see you when you get here. The extra bed will be made up for you. I'll have groceries. It'll be fun. Like I, But I'm not, at this point, I can't put myself out there for him anymore. My father has a really bad habit of doing absentee father shit, which is like, I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to show up for you and don't. I'm going to be okay. here. I'm going to be there. And I'm not. So I don't even, yeah, I don't even, I'd be like, look, <laughs> if you want to come, we're going to be here. If I happen to be on the West Coast with these kids, then I might bring them by. But I'm not going out of my way when you know where we at. And I've never, ever, ever stopped you from... Actually, me and him did kind of get into it, though. That's funny that you said that. Uh, recently, like last week, because mm -hmm. he started having these uh, message, DM conversations with my husband, which is fine. But he's on some shit like... He wants to put my husband through the tests. And Three years later. Right. I was like, sir, why are you? I was like, why are you talking to him like this? And he was like, well, you know, I gotta make sure he's da da da. What are you talking about, sir? We have three kids. Three kids. It's never too late to start. What are you talking about? You gonna scare him away and now what? What are your intentions with my daughter? Right. <laughs> What are you intending with my daughter? Well, uh, maybe get her pregnant again? I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> Never been by 10 o'clock. <laughs> right. Like, I'm like, daddy, that's, that, I, I understand the sentiment. And thank you, but it's over. That, that time. But that's his way of just trying to communicate. You just don't know how. Sometimes it older is. black men don't know what, you know, they don't want to go to therapy and, like, realize they have, they're is. talking through different things. And maybe when he looks at you, he sees things that he hasn't done. It is his something that your husband's providing that he didn't provide. Yeah, it is his way though. But it is, it's definitely, my dad is a definitely an aggressive person. It's his way in general. Um, even when I think back of when I was little, like he used to be like, what, 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 what's wrong? And like aggressive at me. And I'd be like, ah, I don't know what's wrong. And he'd be like, come on, laugh or something. I'd be like, I don't want, you're scaring me. He's just aggressive, right? So it probably is his way, and he just doesn't know how to communicate with my with my husband. And also, he, they haven't met each other. And I tried. How did your mom? How did your mom introduce with your husband? How did they hit it off? She, uh, I think she was. She loves him now. She was not enthused about the white thing. She was like, not late than something new. Yeah, she was not. Well, talk about that. What's it like being an interracial relationship in Georgia? Because usually I feel like uh, white dudes have it easier when they date a black woman because everyone respects black women so much. We're just like, okay, you you deserve the ultimate prize for you to have that type of credit. But vice versa, some people are just like, he must, he just likes white girls. Mm, mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, some people give me like a head yeah, nod. That's, that's, like that's white a point. I see it differently though, but that is a great point that you just made because a black man will just, he just happens to like a white woman for some reason, right? But a black woman, a white man dating a black woman, they're like, wow, she must be amazing because why would he like her? That's how I, that's how I hear it oh. in, as a black woman. How amazing is he for her to get him? I'm thinking like, what was he saying to no, see, but yeah, that's, that's, that's your, for white people, though, they're like, well, what is she, you, mm. like the black one, huh? Hmm. With the curls and everything, yeah? 
Okay. Okay. My body like, pulled up, pulled up with a black woman. We all just kind of looked like, whoa, hey, whoa, what's up? Hey, mm -hmm. whoa, whoa, hey. Whoa. Whoa. Listen, got, this guy got a little edge to him. Right. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, where we live is kind of a, a, a little bubble, I think, because we live near base, and it's it's a pretty nice town. It's pretty racially mixed, evenly. It's about 50-50, uh, black and white. Um, we get looks more than anything. Um, when Zalia was really little, people used to say kind of hurtful stuff. I remember one time we were in um, Walmart and he had picked her up. He had picked Matthew picked Zalia up and put her on his shoulders as, as you know, dads do. With kids, dads do with their kids. And she was just giggling and holding his head. And, and these black men walked by and was like, Maury! <coughs> Maury, <laughs> and I was like, damn, and it hurt my feelings mm -hmm. more than I think anything else, but then I was like, I mean, you know, that's one of those things, I wasn't, it wasn't that bad, it was more like, well, I'm not a loose woman, I know who the father of my baby is, it's right. not him, <laughs> you know, but it's cool, like, we good, so, and I think it would be, because it's one of those things where, um, because of the way my family is set up now, my daughter is obviously not his daughter, right? What does, how does she, does she look at him as like, that's her dad figure? Yes. That's good. Yeah, that's her dad to the, to, to, it's to the point now where when I, I ask her every few months, if she ever, not every few months, maybe like twice a year or something like that, I will sit down and have a discussion about uh, if she wants to reach out to her bio father or family, any of those people in her family. And I'm like, it doesn't, just have to be CJ. You could call your grandmother if you want. You call anybody you want. I have a phone and the internet. So all you got to tell me is, is, hey, I want to talk. I want to, you know, get to know them, um, that, that side of my family, and I will set it up. And unless they tell me no, you'll be going down there. I don't have any issues with that. But um, I think she is, my daughter is, very intuitive and very smart and i think she is hyper aware of the fact that if he wanted to he could like i think she knows that and after you she's very yeah she yeah. yeah she reads body language yeah she immediately is like no the last time she saw him was at her seventh birthday party which we had come to so her birthday's in december it's right after christmas so mm -hmm. we were here for christmas visiting my mother and they had a the little like indoor amusement park and we took her there for her birthday and i called him and i was like yeah we're you know we're in town for christmas and you know zulia's birthday in a couple of days so would you like to you know come to her birthday and he said yes and he came to her birthday and didn't hardly talk to her he just looked at her i think he felt bad because the, la the, the last time he had seen her before that, she was like maybe three or four. He probably didn't even know who she was. And, right. He didn't know who she was and, and she didn't know who he was. But they look so much alike. It's also very frustrating. Um, <laughs> and um, I think she is like, she's very much, she just understood that body language of his and she just didn't, because even that day she was like, why was he there? And I was, she was like, why is he here? And I was like, he wants to see you. And she was like, for what? 
she was like upset and irritated. And I was like, I, I don't know what to help to tell you. I was like, he just wants to see you and spend some time with you. Just take you, you know, whatever. And then I asked her, um, you know, did he talk to you? And she was like, no, he didn't, he didn't talk to me and he didn't say anything. They took some pictures together and he gave her a present. And then that was it. And he kept coming, trying to talk to me. And I was like, sorry, I don't have any, you can go talk to your daughter. Talk to your daughter. Yeah. This is, it's your creation. Yeah. I don't have any, like, I hope you're having a good day too. All right. I'll see you. Go talk to the kid. I don't have anything else. And, um, so wait, when does Matthew marry you? When does he, does he wait three months or does he wait longer? We waited two years. Oh, wow. Yeah. We were together two years. Um, he proposed to you. Yeah. You had a real proposal this time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Was that it wasn't, it wasn't my dream. I'm still waiting for my dream proposal. He's going to do it again. One of these days I'm going to make him. Um, <laughs> I saw it, but he did. He proposed to me and he had a ring. Yes, he did. And um, uh, yeah. Um, when did you have your second child? We got married in February of 2012. And I think I found out I was pregnant in like June. We all trying to have a baby? Um, yes no, and we're no. not trying. We weren't not trying. Right, right, right. We weren't taking any precautions. No, we were definitely aware that I could get pregnant. And um, um, which was different because before I was like, I ain't having no babies unless it's a ring. So you got one part, right? I don't do. Yeah, I don't do any of that. No, that's, that's something everybody's like, oh, your baby daddy. I'm like, no, that was my ex-husband. I was married before I got a divorce. This is my married again. I do not do the baby mamas. That's just me. I ain't judging nobody. You get, you get it how you live. But nah, you gotta have a ring before you get this thing. <laughs> ah. What's your middle? What's your middle child's name? Jack, Jackson. Jackson's the boy. Yeah, Jackson is my boy. He's got long hair, but he's my boy, and he um he was a preemie as well, which was terrifying and shocking. So we were living in Guam, mm -hmm. and um, I started having some bleeding. So we went to the doctor and they were like, oh, it looks like you're dilating. Oh, wow. So we need to get you in bed rest and all this other stuff. So um, long story short, they ended up med, med backing me out of Guam because there was not medical equipment to take care of a baby that small. So we flew um, to Hawaii where I was, uh, I was on bed rest. I think I was on bed rest for like two or three weeks. Uh, couldn't get out of the bed. I had a catheter. It was horrible. They were, I was all on all kinds of drugs and steroids and all kinds of stuff. I was sick all the time. It was terrible. Um, but he ended up, Jackson was born around 25 weeks, which is only a little bit lo uh, longer than uh, like a week longer than my first baby and um he was one pound and 12 ounces oh my gosh yeah he was okay. i mean honestly he was like this this long he was the size of my hand. Your hand um and so okay so having been through this before with another baby i was i immediately was like flashbacks no nah, not even flashbacks i shut down 
Mm. I really, really did. I really was like, well, this baby's going to die and I can't deal with it. And I didn't want to see him. I, they were like, oh, when are you going to go see the baby? You know, after I had him, they were like, you know, you feel like walking yet? You feel like going in? I was like, no, no. And it uh, took me a while. I remember um, my husband was like, everything's going to be great. Every, he's going to be perfect. Don't worry about nothing. And I was like, listen, I love your optimistic spirit, but that shit ain't real. So <laughs> like that shit ain't real. So I'm going to hit you with these real facts. And these real facts is babies born at 25 weeks or whatever have like a 28% chance of living. That's just a fact. That's just a scientific number fact. I can give it to you. And I was like, I mean, and the, and the fact is once we get into survival rates, we get into like serious health and brain issues for life. We're talking about kids that are blind, deaf, learning disabilities, breathing issues, heart, lungs, I mean, uh, kidney issues, brain swelling, bleeding, all matter of things that could go wrong, could go wrong with this baby now, right? Um, And it's, and honestly, the younger they're born, the higher those chances for things like that are. How is Jackson different than your oldest child? What's he like? Jackson is, wow. When Jackson was a baby, I thought he hated me. He just cried and cried and cried. I was like, I don't, and he was so different from Zalia as a baby who was just smiley and happy. He just cried. I would just try to hold him and he would just scream and push me. And I was like, he hates me. And I don't know why I love him. But he doesn't love me back. And and Matthew's like, it's not, I don't think it's that. I think he's just a baby and he's doing baby stuff. But I really, it was hard. I took it really personal um, when he finally did come home. I mean, uh, but he was in the hospital for four months. Um, mm-hmm. It was pretty fucking horrible, honestly. If I'm just giving it to you real, like surgeries, like just sitting next to his bed and listen, I used to play jazz or Sade. I would just play like soft music. I would play like, we listened to a lot of Sade. We would listen to like Sade on repeat, right? And I would listen to Sade and sit right next to his bed. And I would take him out and I would like put him in my shirt, like between my, because he was so small. I would put him between my boobs basically. And I would sit like that in there until the nurse would be like, you got to put him back. You got to, and I used to just do that every day. And it's like, looking back on it, it's like kind of a blur, but it was just so much information and so daunting of a like, they were like, okay, well, doctor, we're going to doctor talk you to death. His PCHs and his CPTs are 70, but his WSYs are, and you'd be like, what? You don't um, what it means. Is, is he gonna live? <laughs> I don't, you know what I mean? And it was a lot of that. It was a lot of that. Um, we, I remember though, his doctor, who was this freaking just the most amazing white lady. She had like classic Karen hair, right? That she had that that white lady haircut. Like I got mixed kids. That mom, <laughs> you know, talk about. She had that that John and Kate plus eight. That's what she had. She had that joint. <laughs> right right with the little floof up here she had the little bit of that yeah she had it going on but she um she came in jackson's room one day and was like his numbers look great so what do you want for christmas 
And it was like, it was like Thanksgiving time. So I was like, what do you mean what I want for Christmas? She was like, if you could have anything in the world, what would it be? I was like to have to take my baby home and be with my daughter for her uh, sixth birthday. And she was like, done. So this lady got all, we had to get all kind of medical equipment to fly my son from Hawaii to Texas, because that's where my husband had got stationed. Uh, we're flying with nurses. We're fl- we flew with a whole medical team from Hawaii to Texas so that I could be with my husband and my daughter for Christmas and my son for mm. Christmas and for her birthday. So that lady was dope. I don't know how she managed to do that. I, or what amount of taxpayer dollars went into it? Like probably a good million, right. a good milli of tax. Thank you, well, taxpayer. Tricare, tri- you know, Tricare. Right. Appreciate you, Tricare. Tricare always takes care of the people. Tricare is for the people. Who does Who does Jackson take after? Does he take after you or take after his dad? His dad, for sure, for sure, for sure. He's his daddy's boy. But he, yeah. So when I took when we got Jackson home, he would cry and cry and cry. We, he would wake up all night. It was like impossible to get him to sleep through the night. I was like sick, exhausted, tired all the time. And then I was like, man, why have I been so sick? And I'm pregnant with another baby. And oh, I just- How many months? Y'all didn't waste no time. Weren't y'all supposed to wait six months? Mm-hmm. Well, like six weeks, but- mm. So Jackson and his, what's his baby, his baby sister? Baby brother. Oh, so there's two, one girl and two boys. Mm -hmm. What's his name? The last one. Smith. Smith? Mm -hmm. All your kids got last names except the. Except for Zalia. She's the only one that's. Yeah, Zalia. But uh, yeah, I I couldn't. I was like, I was so sick. I was so tired. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. And then I found out I was pregnant again. Y'all weren't playing no games. None. And honestly, I don't even know when. I really, to this day, I don't know when we, I don't know when. Matthew. I don't know when. I don't know. I was like, when? when? <laughs> so we narrowed it down. Matthew came the week of Thanksgiving. Because I didn't find out I was pregnant until like right before New Year's. So either the week of Thanksgiving when he came to Hawaii to visit me before he went to Texas. Either it was that or it was like the day that I got back to, it was the day I got to Texas. It was either, because it was like, I don't understand, I, I still to this day, I have no idea when it was. How I, was like, I thought I was being careful. <laughs> How are they with their sister? Oh, she's dope. They're great. They're really, I'm. They love honestly, family. They, they are lovely. They're just really, really good kids. Do you find uh-huh. it ironic that the way you and your siblings grew up are completely different than the way your kids grown up? Yes and no. I think um, I I tried really hard to um, give my kids a different kind of life, I think. Like, I tried real hard to um, almost do opposite of what my parents did. I really, really did. Not in all, not every way, obviously, but in like some major key ways of like, my kids ain't gonna be raised in no different houses than whatever. Right. Like, it's just, I, I'm going to do my best to not have that happen. Now I'm starting to get stressed out because my daughter has siblings now that mm-hmm. she has never met or seen. 
And it's, it's, I don't like that. I don't like that. Um, and if I had my way, <laughs> look, if see, I'm about to say something crazy. Cause I'm like, if I had my way, I would adopt her siblings. Cause I don't like it. I would say it would be in my house too. Right, right, right. I love that. But I, like, I'm just like that. I just don't, um, but you know, it is what it is and I can't, I can't fix everything, but I always wanted to make sure my kids, um, who won. What, How different is Matthew from you from parenting? We have the same core things that we think are important and valuable, but our styles are different. I'm a black mother, so I be cussing and attitude and at, at, you better what do, what do you think? I like I'm that I'm. It's a whole lot, and if you better move when I said move. And all of these <laughs> He's just um He's more chill. Yeah, he just is more he's just more re- re- like relaxed and reserved and um it takes him way longer to get upset than it takes me. Um he yeah, he's slow to anger more than I am. I'm like this. What? Yeah, I'm mad. What? <laughs> like that. So what, what would you say the toughest part of marriage is? The toughest part from for for me for a long time was um, I had a really strong fear of hurting him, so mm. I used to not say things to him that I needed to say. Hurting and, ego or hurting him as a man? Which one? Both. Anyway, any in any capacity because I never loved a man like him, mm-hmm. and I've never. Uh, love the man where I, I never loved the person like where I'm like I besides my kids of course where you actively I actively try to not hurt your feelings your spirit I actively am pro, like when I say things I have to make sure it's being constructive and I have to make right but I have to make sure it's coming from a place of caring and love and not just me being mad or me being upset I have to make sure what I'm saying and doing isn't going to hurt you. But it, it's a good thing. But for me, it started to make me not say stuff was bothering me because I was thinking I was going to hurt his feelings. Mm. So it would be stuff really irking me. And I would be starting to get like, just being like built up, build up, build up, build up. And you're getting mad about shit that don't matter. Because you're like, you're, you're holding in. And then I would like get upset and I'd be like crying and like, oh, well, the last six weeks. You were doing this and I couldn't take it. And I, so I had to get over that. That was a really hard thing for me because I was very afraid that he would leave me and then I would be alone again. So I had to get over being afraid that he would leave me. And I had to, um, for myself, learn to shut up. Let's <laughs> say that louder for the people in the back. You gotta shut up. You have to shut your mouth sometimes. If you that goes both them, ways, though, too. Yes, both. it does. I've learned that, too. I've learned I get scared yes, to be quiet. It does. Sometimes you have to really listen. And, like, not listen with the intention of doing anything or having the right thing to say or saying anything in response. I'm just going to hear you, and I'm going to listen and process you, and I'm going to let you know that I'm understanding and I'm, I'm here with you where you are. And um, that took me a long time to really get, because I'm a talker. And I'm a person that I need to tell you how I feel. What is he like? 
he is he's a listener he mm -hmm. is um he is just a kind person it's my favorite it's what you needed it was yes. the, the, everything that you didn't have in life yeah he is kind and um nurturing and caring he takes care of me um like uh the other day I wasn't, you know, feeling well, my stomach was upset and he just rubbed my head all night. He just rubbed my head till I fell asleep. Like, it's like little, he's just nurturing and kind. He takes care of me. Like, if I'm like, honey, can you give me some water? Can you get, he just, yep, sure. I'll let, like, it's just, he's just a very, and he's, um, he's secure of who he is. He's secure in who he is. I don't threaten him in any way. Like when I'm being loud, it's not threatening to him. When I'm being my my most amount of myself, it, he's okay with it. When I'm being the weirdest, when I'm being the most ridiculous, because I'm a ridiculous part. Like I do all kind of weird dances. I make up songs. Um, <laughs> like I like to quote movies and and do funny voices. I like accents. Um, you know, I like, I like to just do weird stuff and be kind of, uh, he accepts you. He and accepts he's like, it. Not only is he accepting, he's like here for it. That's uh -huh. what it is. He's like, not even, it's like, okay. I, I don't know if you can see all these plants back here. I got a yeah, real got bad a lot, plant. Man. I got a real bad plant habit and he's you like, the plants, don't you? Yeah. I'd be singing to him and he just be recording me like, wow, you're so pretty. You just, you're just so great singing to your babies. And I'm like, what? why are you weird? <laughs> like, it's most, it's like, I don't know. He just is. And I honestly, think that's a good thing. A lot of women don't know how to accept a man fully loving them. Sometimes right. It's, hard. it's suffocating. They don't know what it's like to accept what happens when someone truly gives himself to you. It's hard a little bit. It's hard a little bit, especially when you're used to uh, that, not that. Right. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it becomes almost an instinct to push it away. What do you, what are you really after? Right. What do you really want? Why are you doing this? And his answer is just like, I just fucking love you. Or I just want to be there. Like, I don't no, I don't want nothing. How and long then, did it take you to realize that? How long did it take you to realize that? Like, it should let him love you? Honestly, for real, like, I would say that I learned it about year three. But I, for real, probably like year five. Mm -hmm. um, and then we, we had some issues, as marriages do. We separated very sh briefly and um it was a weird thing we were separated but we were on the phone every day and we were, were you ever wondering could you live without him i that's the 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 real thing is i knew i couldn't did you ever I, were you afraid to, that he could live without you yeah yeah mm. Yeah, I mean, okay, it's one of those things where I knew I could, I could, I can live without a lot of stuff, right? Like I could, I'm not gonna die, but you don't wanna. Ah, right. And I remember being like, this is legit a, a self uh, inventory brandy moment where I was like, bitch, who gonna love you? Three <laughs> <laughs> kids. So crazy ass, you up in here hollering at folks for no reason about shoes or socks on the floor and he just be like okay honey and just the nicest ass man and you up here extra and cussing and 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 just throwing stuff and mean and just be like don't touch me ah! and i'm I, like i'm a lot i'm a lot of a person and he, like there's i don't think there's another human being 
man or woman or in between that could live with me and love me in that way ever. I don't. I really, it's just not, it's, it's impossible. He is a magnificent uh, partner. He really is. We are um, so opposite of each other too. Like he had a completely different childhood. He lived in the same place his whole life. He pretty much grew up in the same house his whole life. Where's he from? Uh, Southington, Ohio. Oh, always from the Midwest. Yes, couple uh, like an hour outside of Cleveland. Okay, now this is the point of the podcast. I know we've we went through. We've got to the, we got to you where you are now. Mm. These are the call the hilltop questions. So you can answer this however you want to. It could be as long as you want. Just however you answer, just whatever comes off the top of your head. Okay. All right. Do you believe in God? Um. Yes. Uh, yes. I believe in something. Yeah. You have a favorite person in the Bible? Mm, if I did, it would be Jesus. But uh, uh, yeah, I'll say Jesus is my favorite person in the Bible. He's 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 got some good good ones in there. <laughs> when was the last time you had a nightmare? Actually, last night. I had a nightmare last night that my my kids went missing and I couldn't find them and I woke up like cold sweat, <laughs> like freaked out. Oh, well, what's your biggest fear in life? Um, it'd be oh, that's a good one. Uh, it's either it's either dying alone or um, being just who I am alienating um, is just I, I, I have a fear of people leaving me because of who I am like who I like I have a fear of just like being myself um, and and people not loving that I have that fear when's the last time you had a panic attack maybe like a week ago not that long ago actually I had one for the most obscure reason mm-hmm what was that about? I didn't, I didn't I didn't have any meat in the house and and I was like like I was like what am I gonna cook and then I was just like getting like I was cleaning and stuff and I was just getting panicky and panicky and I started like freaking out about it like and I, I was like can you go get some groceries so I could <laughs> like I literally was like I was freaking out yeah uh do you believe in soulmates no no I believe um I believe all people are capable of understanding one another and loving one another if they really try. But I don't believe that there's one person only for you, no. Okay, so this last one is a series of questions. I see two questions, right? I'm just gonna say, who are you, right? The goal is to ask the who are you to go beyond yourself, right? So if mm -hmm. I say, who are you? I'll be like, Jared Waters, who are you? Wrestler, who are you? Who are you? And you just go until you stop. You ready? Yeah. All right, who are you? I'm Brandy. Who are you? I'm a wife. Who um, are you? I'm Zalia's mom. Who are you? I am a black woman. Who are you? I am uh, an advocate. I'm, yeah, I'm that. <laughs> who are you? I am myself i'm good i'm me this is a two-part question uh if 
What would be advice you would give uh, Zalia when she turns? Right. Anything in hey. who, to, to who she is in general, advice? Yeah. My advice to her would be, it's okay not to know. Mm -hmm. It's okay to have questions. It's okay to be confused. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay to be um, uh, you know, just lost or confused or any any it's okay to feel those things. And it's okay to be sad. Uh -huh. Yeah. It's okay, but don't stay there. This is the last one. If someone was writing the brandy story and they wrote a book and someone handed the book, what would you want them to say about you at the end when it's all said and done? What do you want people to know about you? I want people to say she made me feel good when I was around her. I felt good being with her. Um, I want people to say that was a nice lady. She was a funny lady and she could cook her ass off. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, Brandy, thank you so much for spending time with us. This is the podcast, One Man, One Tree in a Hill. We'll you next time. Live on the podcast, on One Man, One Tree in One Hill. Say what up to the people. This is when I see black excellence, man. It's Dave Chappelle, Michael Che, Lauren Michaels, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, all sitting at the table. I said, yo, Eddie, Mr. Murphy, I, said, I just want to say, man, you're the GOAT, man. And you're the coldest nigga that ever walked the face of the earth. And then I said, and I said, uh-uh, and I'll be the next Jamar Neighbors. Yeah. And she was up like, I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you got to break that thing over. She wants it private, but they're not even together right now. So we haven't spoken about anything but the cat for at two least months. two months. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the podcast. My name is Jerry Waters. And I'll catch you next time. Like, subscribe, rate the podcast. Have a wonderful night, wonderful day, whatever you're listening to. I'll see you soon.